Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about four financial topics that successful naturopathic doctors understand. Yeah, it's a, this is a, a fun topic, and it's it's something that's critical for people to dig into and, and really understand. Yeah, when when you know when we're talking with naturopathic doctors, there is this, you know this feeling oftentimes around money that sometimes is, you know, A, it's hard for naturopathic doctors to make good money. And if you look at the history of naturopathic doctors, I guess you could say that that's factual. However, if you look at successful naturopathic doctors, the reason they are successful is because they understand A, how to market their practice, and then B, they understand what to do with the money to make their practice that much better. And that's where the focus should be around money is making the practice better to help to help your patients, right? That's the whole purpose of it, rather than it being about greed. A hundred percent. And like you and I have done, like we've talked about this a decent amount on this podcast where uh, money is a tool. And if your goal is the pursuit of money, yeah, then money can be the root of all evil. If you're using it as a tool to improve patients' lives, clients' lives, your life, and it's not the be-all, end-all, then it's just a tool and there's nothing wrong with it as a tool. Tools aren't inherently good or bad. It's how we use them and how we think about them. So if if the focus is on getting money for the sake of getting money, yeah, 100%. That's not what you guys are after. Um, And at the same time, we also can't flip the script too much to the point where we intentionally don't try to accumulate wealth uh, because we see it as the root of all evil. It's a tool and it's a useful tool. Yeah. So let's dive into these four financial topics here, Alex. So the first one is leverage. And I think we've even recorded an episode on leverage for this, uh, for this podcast. And it, it, let's define leverage first before we go into it. So go ahead, Alex. Uh, leverage, it's it, it's a to, another tool. It's a way to use other people's money to improve what you have going on. So typically the types of leverage that we're thinking of here are using like loans and things of that nature, where you may go buy a piece of equipment, you may hire staff, and you've borrowed money to accomplish this because we don't have cash on hand or something of that nature. And the idea and concept is by having this extra uh, piece of equipment, by having an extra resource in the office, we'll be able to go ahead and increase the amount of patients that we're able to see, we'll increase the productivity of the practice, things of that nature, and the additional cash flow that comes from this, we'll be able to pay off the loan. And so once we've now paid off the loan, now we've just got extra cash flow coming in that we can go ahead and reinvest back into the practice, enjoy life, uh, do more good for our patients and our clients. It's a huge topic to, to truly understand. And I think advisors, right, we talk about it a lot. And I think for the most part, a lot of people don't really understand like what the leverage is and how to use it appropriately. And so definitely take advantage of that. If you go back to episode 151, that's actually the episode that we talk more into the topic around leverage. So if this is new or if this is something that you've been wanting to learn more of, definitely check that episode out. Well, 
like before we leave this topic, Ryan, leverage again, it's a tool. It can be used for good or it can be used for for ill. So we have to understand the leverage that we're getting. Um, and a lot of that has to do with like when we're talking about loans, okay, is it fixed or is it variable? What is the interest rate associated with it? So again, it's a tool. It's not inherently good. It's not inherently bad. It's important to understand it before we get too far down that path. Yeah, you can over leverage yourself very, very easily, right? Like if you go back to like the, the 08 and the real estate crisis, right? That that's a prime example of absolutely over leverage in the real estate. And I know a lot of NDs that we speak to want to own the building that they're practicing in and real estate can be a part of uh, the retirement planner, just financial planning in general. And you have to take that into consideration. Absolutely. Number two is tax brackets, right? And understanding how you're actually taxed. Like, and the reason we say this is, I don't know how many people that I speak to and we say, you know, what tax bracket are you in? And they say, you know, 22% tax bracket, right? But they think that all of their money is taxed at 22%. And so they don't quite understand the tax brackets and how only some of their money is taxed at that. That's just the highest amount right. of taxes on some of your money. Or, or we'll ask the question, like, what tax bracket are you in? And we'll get the answer of like, oh, I'm in the 16.5% tax bracket. And we're like, oh, no, no, that's that's your effective rate of tax, which is the total amount of tax paid divided by your income. Um, that's not a bracket. And so like we, we need to understand what the difference between effective rate is and marginal rate. And they're both important to know. The, the tax bracket or the marginal rate is how we make decisions because if we have an extra dollar of income, we need to understand how is that taxed. And effective rate is important because it tells us like, okay, how much tax did we pay on all of our money? Both are relevant. It's important to understand the difference between them, how to calculate them, what it means, and all of the rest that goes along with the decision-making process of understanding tax brackets. Yeah. And taxes are a huge piece of financial planning that are often go maybe overlooked and overlooked might be too strong, but they don't look at both the reactive and the proactiveness around understanding that reactive meaning like, okay, the income came in the door. Okay. These are, this is the tax code. Okay. That's the amount of taxes I owe proactive meaning, meaning, okay, where are we putting money? Where are we keeping money? And how is it going to be taxed over time and in the future? Yeah. When I think you mentioned the big thing there of future, oftentimes people look at it through the lens of today and forget to look at the lens of, okay, what's this going to look like tomorrow or in retirement? When do we want to do which type of tax planning? Exactly. Which takes us to number three, cash flow. Right. Understanding and managing your cash flow appropriately is huge. Right. And what we mean by cash flow is the revenue coming in the door. And this go this this is for both your personal balance sheet and the business balance sheet, the revenue or income that's coming in the door. What are you doing with it? Where is that going? How much is going to expenses? How much is going to different, you know, uh, assets, savings vehicles, right? How much of that is going to maybe protecting the practice? Right. What is what is the the purpose of the dollars coming in and what's the purpose of where you're putting it? Well, and also understanding the difference between profits or income and cash flow. 
because those are different concepts and we can have all of the profits in the, in the world but if the cash flow goes negative for a long enough time period we're going bankrupt and it doesn't matter because the cash flow wasn't properly addressed yeah and that reminds me of the episode we recorded it must have been i don't know probably three or four back where we were talking about um projecting your revenue right right that's a huge piece to cash flow right and so under you know we've had several episodes around your metrics and and the business aspect it's so important because it helps you plan not only for today but into the future absolutely allows you to then leverage right like everything we're going into like the 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 underlying like the wheels on your practice is cash flow these concepts all build on each other and are all inter interact with each other as well yep and then the fourth financial topic is and they financial or successful naturopathic doctors understand is they take intentional risk. And what we mean by that is like, we all have a balance sheet. Doctors and, and Alex and myself, we've got the balance sheet of the practice or the business. And we've got the balance sheet of the, of your personal balance sheet. And so understanding what the balance sheet looks like allows you to take purposeful risk rather than like, you know, and this is overly dramatic here, but like lottery type risk. Well, I'm going to go put in a million dollars and hopefully I, I win the lottery, right? Like that's not appropriate risk. Yeah. And when like, we're talking about intentional and appropriate risk, not say again, risk is a tool. Like some folks may want a lot of it. Other folks may want less of it. Like Risk isn't inherently good or bad, but understanding the trade-off between the risk we take and the reward that we expect, and then when it's appropriate to take what level and what amount of risk to get a better stand, better understanding of like, what does this look like? What's appropriate for, for me? What's appropriate for my situation? And everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different. The, the naturopath who's just getting started versus the naturopath that's like two years from retirement, they should have very different risk profiles and they should be willing to take different types of risk and different amounts of risk. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of like common statements that we hear, right? And, and the common statement that is often out there is like, well, the more risk you take, the more return you can possibly get. And like in theory that's accurate in reality it completely it can completely blow up everything you're doing or it could be the appropriate amount of risk because of the way your balance sheet looks like well and so much of it depends on like okay how much time do we have if we wind up you know running into one of those things where it blows up do we have the time and the wherewithal and the ability to stick to the plan long term or do we have a shorter time horizon or do we have less tolerance for a loss or whatever the case may be? Do we have consistent income coming in the door? Like there's so many variables in that statement, right? And correct. If you understand those variables, then you are taking intentional and purposeful risk. Yes. So those are the four like huge topics that successful naturopathic doctors understand that allows them to build the practice that they're building and live the lifestyle that they want, both for themselves and help the patients. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is of these four topics, leverage, tax brackets, cash flow, 
and taking intentional risk, which one do you struggle with the most? So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question. Or if there's any topics that are on your mind that you're hoping that we speak into, feel free to reach out to us at, on that same website. We started this podcast to help naturopathic doctors with their financial concerns, with building the practice that can help their patients to the best of their ability. If you got anything out of today's episode, please share it with other doctors that you know, that you work with, because if you got something out of it, my guess is they might as well. As always, we hope this episode was was valuable. And Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2022-144-999, expiration October 2024.